This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. I was probably, you know, a UX person who was not for Agile and have grown to love Agile. <laughs> my, my name's Brett Dusick. I am a senior UX engineer currently. I've been in the industry for about eight years as a UX designer. And prior to that, I uh, did a lot of web development in general and kind of came across UX around 2010, 2011. And the mindset around UX kind of really interested me. Since then, and uh, over the course of five, six years, have been absorbed kind of in more agile companies that are, or companies attempting to go agile and have learned a lot about the UX process and how it can break down in the Agile process and ways you can maybe potentially fix it. Designers who hated Agile, but now love it. This series with Brett Dusick started in episode 140. You know what I'm hearing? You're with a team of people. And you've got a solution on how you could have discovered this earlier in the game by taking on this cross-organizational communication role yourself. How would you include the team in that? Or would you include the team? That would have been like the first mode of thinking, I guess. You'll have to forgive me. I'm trying to figure out a way to articulate it because uh, it's still kind of a fresh example. Uh, this is actually kind of some of the current stuff. If I can take a step back, if that's fine, sure. and talk agile a little bit. So in the Scrum process, there is interaction and communication occurring with the product owner, uh, with the stakeholder groups, with the customers. And in that process, the elicitation method is often rather poor. There's oftentimes just kind of meeting set up and there's kind of a casual communication happening. Whereas in a UX process and methods that UX practitioners use, there's often a much more structured way to elicit certain details, protect against biases, start to uh, capture information that apply to scenarios and user behavior. If I could go back, I would focus more on integrating that with not only the product owners and how they communicate with stakeholders, but also how stakeholders communicate back to the product owners. And that is where I feel UX could be really valuable to the agile mindset and that part of the scrum process, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like you're on the right track to me. For example, I wonder what the sprint reviews were like. Were those stakeholders ever there? Because you'd think maybe somebody would have said, hey, you know, our uses are different than you think, uh, team. And then you would have, there would have been a big aha moment. That's, it, it kind of becomes a systemic problem where there's poor collaboration with your stakeholders that manifests itself in ways of poor engagement, even in the review process. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've seen. When somebody's just kind of being talked at, even if they're trying to share some insights, and then somebody's kind of cherry-picking from those conversations what they like and putting those things into the backlogs, there's a kind of a discrete disparity there with the stakeholders, and I, I couldn't see them uh, less engaged. Oh, you mean they were not engaged? Couldn't have gotten any worse, I think is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's rough, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, what I've seen some stakeholders do is the level of engagement is they're not in the room, the product owner hopefully is in the room, and the team's in the room, and then they talk about what happened. But yeah, the stakeholders aren't even in the room. They're not engaged. <laughs> or, or if they show up, but they can't talk. Or, you know, that's that's a, that's some, yeah, okay. Well, well there so, we have it, man. To be very frank, we, we had engagement in 
what we called backlog groomings, but development team wasn't there at times. And uh, in the early days, there was no review. So wow, <laughs> kind of difficult okay. to fulfill the, the scrum ceremonies in that capacity or in that fashion. So. I think the other point you made, and I, I want to uh, say it because I, I don't want it to go get lost, is that you were expressing how UX has a lot of facilitation. This is my; these are my words: facilitation techniques for conducting rigorous meetings or disciplined meetings or meetings that are effective. Let's call it effective. Where it sounds like the product owner wasn't doesn't have any of those. Uh, skills for facilitation and maybe the events weren't very effective. Maybe not that the product owner has no uh, no facilitation methodologies. That rather the facilitation that is occurring is not getting to the 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 core issues that are occurring in the product or that need to be designed and developed for the product. And, and what I mean by that is that without the the focus kind of toward users and their behavior, their attitude, without the data, the qualitative and quantitative data to back up some of the decision-making in the design process, it tends to go that the business has a imbalanced influence on the direction that the product owner takes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. All right. So there's a, I would call this what local optimization from, I don't know who the product owner or how the product owner is communicating, but it sounds like local optimization is happening instead of a, a big picture uh, learning of what, what we need to do. Sure. sure. Yeah. And, and, and mind you, it's kind of, it's kind of challenging because the, the nature of our product is, is extremely complex. You wouldn't find, but maybe one or two stakeholders in our business that has a really good grasp of the, the, the full picture. So that's another challenge that kind of creeps into it as well. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the US on Amazon, in India on Pothy.com, in China it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. This series with Brett Dusick started in episode 140. If you're like my friend Forrest and missed the first episode, you can go to the show archive and find it there. You can Google the show archive by searching for Lancer Agile Thoughts Archive. Next episode, more Brett. So maybe I can speak to kind of the alternative way, maybe, um, that might help kind of tie this together a little bit because I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit, but um, over the course of the past two years, what we've been trying to do is increase our design maturity, uh, do design sprinting and conduct research, do user interviews. And so over time, we've slowly increased our maturity. Um, and that kind of comes to a head with product direction, product vision, 